Hey everyone, and welcome to the Throwing Up Bricks podcast, episode four. I'm Jared, he's Jake. All we are is just another brick in the wall. Just another brick in the wall. Do we have to take that out? Is that copyright? Uh, maybe. Um, <laughs> we got a good uh, lawyer team. We'll be all right. We got a good lawyer team. Yeah, I doubt that. Um, yeah, so basketball, still out, still awesome. But man, I am tired. How are you holding up? It's It feels like March Madness times two, to be honest with you. It does. There are so many games on. I feel like basketball hung over. And everything's going down to the wire. All these intense games. My heart can't take it. Being without sports for so long, I don't know how to handle pressure like that. I know. It's it's quite awesome, though, having all these close games. But yeah, man, I am, I'm feeling it. it it's exhausting. Um, yeah. Whew. Should we... Uh, I mean, I guess we should forge ahead in the face of all this exhaustion anyways, right? We should, we got a lot of content to talk about, so let's, yes, let's do, do it. All right. So before we dive in, uh, I know we got a lot of games and content to cover, but first we want to remind you guys again that you can always email us at throwingupbricksjj at gmail.com. That's throwingupbricksjj at gmail.com. No spaces, no caps, just the pod name with a JJ at the end. Just the pod name with the JJ. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, remember, if you want to listen to us, we are on Podbean, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, and not yet Spotify. I am sorry about that. Still we working on it. We got a legal team on that. Yeah. Oh, my Slackers. God. <sighs> Spoilers, I'm the legal team. <laughs> um, to the law degree. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, that's probably good enough intro, man. I mean, I'm feeling the exhaustion. Let's just get into the games. Let's get hyped for these. Get a boo. Get a boo. Let's hit it. All right. So for this beginning part, I thought, um, we could go through all the games individually, right? We could do that. Uh, there's a lot of games though. A lot of games. It's been three days since we recorded, right? So I think in lieu of that, uh, being probably a little bit too much content to cover in 30 minutes. Let's do like a sort of surprises of the bubble instead. Okay. You know what I mean? I like that. Like, uh, we'll spin it. You can go positive or negative, you know, whatever, you know, what your flavor of the month is. And, uh, or I guess the bubble. Um, and yeah, we'll just kind of hit on some topics that we really want to talk about. I think the, the passion will come through, you know? Um, I've had two cups of coffee. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I've had no coffee, but I have had some coffee flavored ice cream, so I think that counts. Same thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so for me to, I guess to tee us off, right? I have, uh, I want to talk about Gary Trent Jr. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. He's a second year guard out of Duke, plays for the Blazers, um, and he's been a stud in the bubble so far, man. Um, I really like highlighting these like not well known players. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like there have been a lot of feel-good stories in the bubble so far, and he—he's the top of my list. I mean, he's averaging 18 points a game for a Blazers squad that's really trotting out like a, a playoff lineup. Essentially, you know, they really yeah. shorten their rotation. They're only playing like eight guys every game, and he's averaging 18 points a game for them, and he's on absolute fire from three. The dude is shooting 60 percent on threes, 15 of 25 in these three games. I unconscious. Mean, he's unconscious. It's insane. Um, and he's he's providing great defense too. He plays defense, and um, not which the Blazers don't play a lot of as a team. So they kind of need everything they can get, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know. The Blazers have needed his minutes because Simons isn't playing that much, and when he does play, he's not playing great. And um, they they need the points to outscore these teams. And I, I think he's a great story. So if you haven't heard of Gary Trent Jr., look him up because he is killing it. A lot of Duke players are balling in the bubble here. A lot of Duke players. Man. Seems like there's a Duke player on every single team in the association. <laughs> yeah, Bi Zion. Well, this is the same team. I guess. Lonzo Ball. <laughs> <laughs> he's from ucla i know i just like saying his name all right my uh first surprise is a negative surprise for the team but not for me because the sixers <laughs> suck yep the sixers have been struggling uh except for maybe Embiid. they just they don't look like a team that can win a playoff series they look like yeah they look like Everything everybody has said negative about them. They can't hit threes. They have no spacing. They don't know who to look to in the clutch. It's it's kind of hard to watch. It, it is, and uh, I, I don't like to bring this up, but Al Horford looks horrible off the bench. Oh I don't know God. who body snatched that man, but that is not the Al Horford I know. He's falling um, off a cliff. He has. I don't know what happened. Maybe just this atmosphere is just you know taking his energy i mean maybe we just need to start looking for a glowing basketball and three tiny little aliens because he doesn't have his powers man it's all those flinching at the free throw line takes have really token taking their toll on him yeah <laughs> i'm a fake flinching i love that aspect of his game though it's hilarious man. <laughs> all right do you have any other ones yeah i got a lot of them man all right um, go ahead. Nate, let's let's talk about the suns Ooh. i i know i don't want to bury the lead anymore because the suns I think they might be my Cinderella pick. I mean, you talked at the top like how this is kind of March Madness-esque, right? We're yeah. going game after game after game. They're all meaningful. They're going down to the wire. Um, and the Suns are right now perfect in the bubble. One of three teams that are perfect in the bubble so Unreal. far. The Raptors, Pacers, and Suns. It's well, it's insane. I don't think anyone would have picked them to, to be perfect in, in the bubble so far. Um, and they've just been great. They've beaten good teams too. Well, okay, the first game was the Zards, the Wizards, but so they're not good. But the Mavs and the Clips are legitimate good teams yeah. in the West. They beat both of them. So I could have sworn I saw Kobe Bryant today hit a game winner. <laughs> it did. Shades of Kobe. Unreal. Right in uh Yeah, so you, you see that game winner in your eye playoff P? That's how you get a game winner. Take notes. Wow. That's if you can still see. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, Booker's been awesome, man. He, he's been carrying that team. He has been lights out. Um, but a, a big surprise to me was Cameron Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think many people knew Cameron Johnson's name. I um, didn't. UNC product. So, like, dude's been balling. Uh, he's been a revelation these first few games. Like, whew. Came out of nowhere. He's came out of nowhere. And their their team's just kind of gelling, right? They're just they're just good together, right? Tricky Ricky at the point, playing defense, actually hitting his threes right now, which is maybe something to watch out for. You know, he goes through these these yeah. spurts right, yeah. where he hits his shots, and then he comes back down to earth in a nasty way, and it, it's going to suck That's when that true. happens. But Aiden um, but was solid two out of the three games. Yeah, he's been surprising. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Suns were playing pretty well up until the postponement, I believe. I thought they were playing pretty well at the end there. I think you're right. They were on a little bit of a hot streak uh, right before the the hiatus there. I think you're right. So maybe they're just picking up where they left off. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, and uh, I think somehow they are alive in this chase for the eighth seed. Um, By some miracle, it's crazy. They're only three games back of the Grizz. And I I know every team down there is pretty much in it, right? I mean, they're all separated by like a game or two. 
Um, and with the big win tonight, Portland got the closest of any team to the, the Grizzlies one and a half back now. Um, but yeah, the, the, the Suns are not that far back either. They're only three games back of the Grizz and one game. Well, now one and a half back of Portland and one game back of the Spurs. Um, and the Pels are in there too. They're about a half game ahead of the Suns right now, but I mean, these teams are all bunched in there. And if one of these teams gets hot, goes on a March Madness esque run, they could go all the way to the playoffs. And I'm kind of believing in the Suns. They could be the Cinderella story of the bubble. You're right. Any of these these teams could go all the way and get swept by the Lakers. It's really a really (laughs) fascinating race. (laughs) I actually, for some reason, well, for some reason, for that reason, I hope the Suns make it because Portland kind of scares me. I'll be honest. We've we've talked about that, and and Dame looks really good. It's going to be a battle, that's for sure. So going off that whole eight seed race, uh, another one of my negative surprises has been the Pelicans, which. I think most people expected them to kind of be that team to challenge Memphis. And it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Um, They've kind of struggled a bit with Zion playing limited minutes where it's clear the last game he played at the end and they pulled off the win, which I don't think is a coincidence, but yeah, that's a very good thing. I guess I had these unreal expectations of them to come in the bubble, just start gelling, Lonzo actually knows how to shoot all that stuff. And it's just not happening. No, I don't think those are unrealistic expectations at all. I think everybody kind of had the, you know, was of the opinion that Zion would be a force to be reckoned with in this bubble. And um, you're right. He didn't play many minutes and that's important to note because uh, in the first two games at least, right. So, and he struggled, you know, it wasn't just the minutes. He actually struggled playing, right. He, he, he was fine from the field, but he didn't play any defense and he was not rebounding like Zion. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one game he didn't even have a board. But this last game, you saw what happens when they play him heavy minutes and down the stretch, right? I mean, he was a game wrecker. He yeah. changed that game at the end. He had a great last three-minute stretch there, and um, and they pulled out the first win in the bubble. So, um, yeah, they're they're definitely a disappointment for me as well. And but we'll see. Hopefully, this last game is a is a harbinger of, of better luck to come. Yeah, they're not out of it by far. Yeah, they're bunched in there. There's a lot. God, there are so many teams in there. I mean, the Grizzlies are 32 and 36. And the farthest team back, the Kings in the bubble, are 28 and 39. So that's, I mean, that's only a three and a half game spread. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Kings are, they're probably out of it at yeah. this point, right? Yeah. Um, but any of these other teams, man, any of these other teams could make it. It's It's been awesome to watch. It has been fun to watch. Um, so I've got a, I've got a negative. I'll spin negative okay. just like you okay. Um And I'm going to hit close to home and it's sad. But Danny Green has been a huge disappointment for me. A surprising disappointment. I, there's so much to say about him. I think we'll start with his defense because that's where I kind of thought he would never lose ground. And he's been getting burned left and right. Yeah. I mean, dudes are just flying by him on the wing there. And when you need that man to be basically the guy picking up the slack for Avery Bradley being mm-hmm. out and Rondo not playing right now, and he's the one getting blown by, I mean, that's that's just bad all around. Um, he's two for 13 from three in the bubble so far God. over three games. He's two of 13, Ooh, six turnovers in three games. I mean, the dude barely touches the ball. He's like Clay Thompson that way. How do you get six turnovers? He looks um, terrible. He looks bad. And I mean, I know plus minus is, is kind of this noisy on a game to game scale or basis stat, right? You, you want to look at it more on a, on a season long scale uh, yeah. plus minus, but even having that in mind, a minus 27 through three games is not good. No, like, regardless. Oh, my goodness. 
<laughs> we won two of those games. And he's a minus 27 through the three. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a reason that Caruso and Deion Waiters and Kyle Kuzma have been playing down the stretch. Yep. There's a, a very obvious reason, and his name is Danny Green. <laughs> so that was my unfortunate surprise. Well, I've got kind of an unfortunate one, and I don't know if it's negative or positive, but these catfish quarantine photos of all these NBA players, <laughs> what what is going on? Harden, uh, Joker, um, who else? Um, I'm blanking on who else. Basically. No, for me yeah Harden. yeah there's a picture going around for those of you who haven't seen of Harden looking all skinny and thin and and you know lean and then he comes back and he looks like baron davis ate um shack <laughs> basically he's just he looks even thicker than ever he's like this little bowling ball i don't know what happened there joker does look a little skinny i'll have to give him that and then the last one was zion i saw a picture oh, yeah. of zion who looked like uh, a UFC fighter. He was all lean, all defined. He still looks like a big hunk of flesh. Now, given he's the most athletic big hunk of flesh in the universe, I thought he was going to come down like under 250 and be jumping over people and sprinting the floor. Yeah, I just, man. Instagram is the worst thing that's happened to this country. That's all I got to say. Oh, man. Yeah, it was funny how much we were making of that, you know, going into this. And uh, <laughs> at least for those two guys, it did not turn out to be uh, or turned out to be much ado about nothing, right? <laughs> I mean, we should have known. How many summers have we seen these Ben Simmons videos of him making a bunch of threes? The dude still yeah. hasn't shot a three. So take I mean, this is more of a thing from from football, honestly. I mean, this is the sort of thing you might see in, in you know, up in training camps leading yeah. up like, well, he's dropped 10 pounds. This running back feels like he's in the best shape of his life, right? Yeah. He's been working with this <laughs> amazing guru all offseason. And it's like, I mean, what are we turning into football now? Come on, guys. Chill on the pretend, you know, body changes here. <laughs> Fake news. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, uh, I'm going to go positive. Um, one more time, I'm gonna go with the Spurs, another team, mm. um, in the West there, and that in that chunk of teams in the West there fighting for those that playoff spot. Um, but the Spurs are they're keeping hope alive for that streak, man. And I, with each passing game, I am more and more in the Spurs corner. Um, I kind of want to see them keep that streak yeah. alive. They look agreed. Don't shoot me about this, but like they look kind of fun now. They're almost like a young Spurs team. I mean, think about it. So like. Aldridge is not in the in in this Orlando, right? So he he's taking a big focal point of their offense in the paint out mm-hmm. of the picture. And what they've done in return is instead of starting a big lumbering big instead of him, they said, "All right, we'll just keep playing Pirtle as our center, and then we'll surround him with four guards. We'll go Murray, White, DeRozan, and now Lonnie Walker is starting." Yeah, um, and it's paid huge dividends. I mean, DeRozan has killed it so far. He's been averaging like thirty a game. It feels he's like. been a problem. He's been killing it. Um, Duke can can hunt out a free throw. Um, Mer, uh, Derek White's been awesome. We talked about that in the last pod, I think. Yeah, uh, he's been a defensive monster, and he's been pouring it in on the offensive end. Dejounte Murray is everywhere. He's a blur. He's like a he's like a guard version of Kawhi, young Kawhi Leonard on the perimeter there. That's good. Um, I like that comparison. Yeah, and and Lonnie Walker, man. I mean, everyone wants to see more minutes for Lonnie, and here he is, uh, and he's been taking advantage, and that four out Pirtle in lineup is actually like killing it because Pirtle's kind of a defensive beast. I mean, 
it's weird to say, but he's much better defensively than Laragus Aldridge. Oh yeah, uh, by far. Yeah, and so I, the, you know, with this four guard rotation, they are actually looking pretty spicy. You know, bye bye old boring Spurs. You're right. They they are fun. And I, the thing that's most fun for me is getting to watch DeRozan because he's been one of my favorite players for a long time, and he's getting back to what made him so good with the Raptors is that he's a volume shooter. He's a volume yeah. mid-range, get-to-the-bucket type shooter, and he's getting to do that without their second-best offensive player in the lineup. So he's got to, down the fourth quarter against the Sixers, even though they ended up losing, he completely took over the game. Every play, it was give the ball to DeRozan and get out the way, and I love seeing that. Yeah. <laughs> it was almost Kobe-esque, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 2006. Um, yeah, so they've been fun, and honestly – I don't know. Maybe we can just talk about this now because I have this take based on maybe we should talk about Memphis next as a sort of disappointing team mm-hmm. um, because I'm kind of thinking the Spurs and the Blazers pass Memphis in the standings and Memphis doesn't even make the playing game. That's not that hot a take. I think I agree with you. I mean, Spurs are only two back. Portland, after tonight's game where they beat the Rockets, is only a game and a half back. And the remaining schedule for the Memphis is insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, the games that they had already were the games that they you kind of think are like must win, if not gimmies, right? I mean, the Blazers aren't a gimme by any sense, right? Yeah. But it's kind of an important tone setter, right? And they lost that one. Yeah. You know, T, which was one of the, my, you know, votes for game of the, the bubble so far. That was a great game. Um, and then they lost to the Spurs, who like, is another team that was right in that chase and they needed to beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a team farther down the standings than them. So they should have an advantage and yet they lost again. Uh, and then they lost to the Pels, you know, the direct competitor And granted that the, the Pels have kind of had their number all year. Um, but still the Pels are another team chasing them and they really needed to beat them. And yeah. so they've dropped three that they really needed to win and are kind of easier because their common schedule is jazz, thunder, Raptors, Celtics, Bucks. Now you're not scared yeah. of the Jazz, but all the other four teams are way higher in the standings than the Grizzlies. So like, it's tough from now on. Yeah, I think they, they might should start packing their bags now. I mean, I don't know yeah. about everybody else, but I was kind of coming into the bubble thinking, all right, the Grizzlies are going to hold on to eight. Now it's just who's going to get to that ninth spot and get a playing like- game. And now I think we're maybe prematurely so, but given that. Jackson Jr. is down for the season. I don't think they have a chance to even stay in that eight or nine seed. I think you're right. I think they're toast. Yeah, it's super disappointing. So for those of you that don't know, Jaron Jackson Jr., who was playing lights out uh, so far in Orlando, uh, he uh, tore his ACL. No, his meniscus, right? Mm -hmm. He tore his meniscus. um, And he's going to be out for the rest of the season, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, short as it may be. Um, and so that's a huge blow. I hate to see that happen to a young guy right after we talked about um, what's his face on the magic, uh, Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He tore his ACL, not, you know, not a day before. So it's, it's a bad string of major injuries here. And we were pretty fortunate the first few days that we didn't have any of those, but it's hit hard now uh, Two young guys, which is yeah, really sad. To see. It is. You, you kind of expect a few injuries given that it's been so long since they've played. But it's weird seeing these young guys get hurt. It's it's really concerning. I hope I hope they uh, recover quickly and they're ready for next year. Me too, man. Me too. Because those are fun players, man. Amen. Isaac and Triple J. Um, yeah. So the the Memphis 
uh, I guess we hit on all the points because for me, they were a huge disappointment. Um, I thought they, just like you said, I thought they basically were going to keep that eight spot on lock and then just have to win the play on playing games. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that's happening. Uh, do you have any? I got other one more point. Yeah, I got one more. Go for um, it. So the Bucks look beatable, like really beatable. They've lost two out of their three games already, and I expected the Bucks to come in firing on the cylinders and lock up that number one spot and blow everybody out. But I don't know. They've looked extremely beatable in a playoff type atmosphere. They they really have. It's weird. They're one and two so far. Um, and one of those losses was today to the Nets. Mm. The Nets, <laughs> led by my boy Timmy Carrots, by the way. Uh, Amen. <laughs> but yeah, they look beatable, very beatable. Um, and I, I guess it's just force Giannis into tough shots, and and the rest of the team maybe can't come through. Maybe they just can't. And I think a lot of people are gunning for them. They're trying to make a statement, like the Rockets, with Giannis running his mouth about Harden and then Harden him giving the locks at the end of the game there. Um, they, along with the Lakers, have a target on their back. And maybe they weren't ready for everybody to give them their best game. Uh, but I don't know. They need to get it together quickly. But, hey, it's it's early, so we shouldn't freak out. But they do look beatable. That's a good point, though. Maybe they weren't ready for that kind of attention. You know, they are the Bucks, and I don't mean this mm-hmm. as disrespect to Bucks fans, but Milwaukee has historically been a kind of in the background team, right? I mean, you've had great teams. Don't get me wrong. Uh, salute to the captain, but the Bucks are kind of a small market, you know, in the grand scheme of things, and so they kind of slide by unnoticed a lot of years, no matter how good they are. And you know, maybe this is the first time where where people are taking notice and really coming at the King with their best shot. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you're right. It'll be interesting to see how they respond because so far it's been uh, not great. There's still time. There's still time. They'll probably prove us wrong. There is still time, and Giannis is still amazing. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. Maybe it's a little early for us to be super speculative, but that kind of leads us into an interesting topic, actually, if you don't mind me segueing here. Go ahead. Segue away, Paul Blart. <laughs> a great movie underrated movie still got the baggies um, <laughs> uh, um yeah so jacob had um this great idea uh when we're brainstorming for the podcast you know kind of peeling back the curtain here a little bit um that we do this uh top of the minute segment where you know one of us floats an idea right actually maybe you should explain it jake because you came up with it Okay. Yeah. Basically, um, one of us will just float a question the other way, like you said, to the other person um, about some topic, obviously basketball related. And that person gets about a minute to off the top, first time hearing the question, try to give their best answer and their best reasons for that answer. And then after the minute, the person who asked the question can kind of give their well thought out point of view that they that they had and kind of either agree with that person or disagree. So it's kind of putting one guy on the spot and seeing how well he reacts to it. Yeah, yeah. And so this uh since you, you mentioned the Bucks and you seemed very knowledgeable about why you were so confident they might struggle here. You want to do one uh sort of buck skewed or or east skewed? Okay, I got one. How about how about this? Um I'll give you a minute. Do your best. Are the Bucks or Boston in a little bit of trouble here in the bubble. Ooh, are you are you timing me? Should I time? I got you. Go ahead. Okay, you got me. I'm on the clock. Dun, 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 dun. Um, <laughs> Five seconds. Yeah, I kind of think uh, <laughs> I'm wasting time laughing. I think the 
I think they're both kind of in trouble. Um, mm. Now, for different reasons. I think uh, I think Boston is slowly ramping up Kemba, and I think if they can ramp him up uh, healthy and safely, then their troubles will be mitigated a little bit because he's been playing limited minutes, and he'll help on the guard rotation there. And uh, Tatum get back in the swing of things, I think, is, is good too. But they have showed some weaknesses um, so far. They are one and two in the bubble. Um, the Bucks are the same record, and we already kind of hit on why they might be struggling. Um, I think another point I want to bring up uh, that the Bucks kind of struggle with is throughout the year, they're kind of known as this team that leaves corner three pointers open. They leave a lot of threes open, like, and yet teams don't shoot a good percentage against them. It's this flummoxing data point that, that anal- analytics uh, can't really explain. You know, a lot of data driven uh, analysts of basketball are kind of com- perplexed by this. So I think we've seen in the bubble this actually backfire on them. They're leaving a lot of these corner threes open, like their standard defensive practice, and teams are knocking them in. And so if that happens in a series, it might be bye-bye Bucks. Um, and so I think that is something to watch out for. A little over a minute, but I think that was a great answer. Very well Ooh. articulated off the top Sweating. of the head. I'm, I'm oh, impressed. <laughs> but yeah, right. I totally agree with you. Uh, but the one thing I would add is that I think the Raptors are going to be the one giving them trouble. They've figured out how to Ooh. open doors. They know where all the electrical lines are, and they're dangerous. I know anybody else who's watched the Raptors play uh, in the bubble so far have noticed that compared to all other teams, they are a lockdown defensive team. They look fantastic. Their rotations are insane. Their teams playing against them are usually shooting under 40% from the field for the game. And not only that, guys like Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, uh, Fred Van Fleet last game have all find a way to take over the game on the offensive end and lead this team of, you know, non-superstars into a win. So I think come playoff time, unless the Bucks kind of figure out that that uh, corner three thing and the Celtics figure out who to give the ball to when they need a bucket uh, in their, you know, multitude of stars they have there, I think the Raptors are going to expose somebody in a seven-game series. Uh, and like I said earlier, I think they're going to take the East crown. That's a that's a really good point. I don't know if I can argue with you anymore. You called that from the beginning on the wraps there. Um, yeah, and, and they are dangerous. I mean, they showed it against the Lakers in particular. It, it really hits home there when, when they're shutting down our guys, AD and LeBron, right? I mean, that's probably the tallest task in the NBA, and they seem to have no problem with it. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a plethora of lanky defenders, like you mentioned. They got people to throw on Giannis and waves. Uh, they got shooters everywhere. They got floor generals. They got tried and true people in the playoffs, which the Bucks don't have. A lot of the Bucks' deep, deep rotation, who's been great in the regular season, is comprised of young, unproven people or people who have been proven to be really bad in the playoffs. Yeah, tint Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting because you know either you're going to have to play Bledsoe a lot of minutes, and we know how that goes in the playoffs, <laughs> um, or you're going to have to play some like combination of Pat Connaughton. And uh, the Jordan of Delaware in, in, in concert with each other. Um, that's the Villanova kid. <laughs> yeah. We got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and they, you know, they've not looked great in, in the early going here. And so if you're relying on those guys to give your support for Giannis, um, yeah, they might be in trouble. You're right. And I don't know if maybe I'm being biased, but the Raptors look like the best team from top to bottom team that I've seen throughout this restart. They look 
like the defending champions. Just they look like they all know their roles. And when somebody gets hot like Van Fleet or, or Lowry, they seem to have the ball the whole entire game and take over the game on the offensive end. It's, it's beautiful to watch, really. It is. They almost look like out of all the teams, they were the team that almost it seems like they didn't take any time off. Mm-hmm. They just hit the yeah. ground running where they left off. Yeah. Um, plus some because they got healthy. So it, it, it's they look strong, look very strong. All right. Well, uh, we went through a lot of stuff. Dang. We're getting better at being a little more concise about things. I'm proud of it. We're a little more concise. I like it. Oof. Still just as exhausted, man. I, I should have mentioned, like, I was thinking about all this basketball, and I, I was thinking back, like, when I ran cross country, and it reminds me of, like, <laughs> when you come out of the starting gate sprinting, and you're just kind of sprinting ahead of the field of, like, this hundred runners, because you're so excited, and you get caught up in the adrenaline, you're, you know, competing, and then a half mile into this five mile race, you're already winded and dead, and you know it's just going to hurt for four and a half miles. That's how I feel with this NBA restart. Like, I just, I came <laughs> I out see, sprinting, I see that. and I pulled a hammy half a mile in. <laughs> it's going to be a painful winded race from here on out man (laughs) well from my side i hate running so i can't you know relate to that but what it feels like to me is having all these days where there's so many games it's like when you're running sprints in basketball practice and you're just dead tired you're not even looking you're just sprinting to the line and then you get to the end and you look up and the slowest guy on your team doesn't get the, across the line in time, so the coach makes you run another one. That's what these games feel like. It gets to seven thirty, and I'm like, "Wait, there's another game I gotta another watch." One? Oh, it's it's crazy, man. They're back to back to back. It's March Madness, but we're in August like, with grown men. Yeah, but hey, we 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 shouldn't complain. Really, we should be thankful that there's sports to watch in the midst of a pandemic. We're lucky. We are pretty lucky. We're we're very lucky. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I'm super stoked for basketball, man. I didn't realize how much I missed live sports. Like, this is awesome. It's it's, so it's a whole new game, as the ads say. Yeah, I just I love the poetry and motion that basketball is. Basically, like just seeing the amazing things these guys do on a, on a nightly basis. It, it's awesome. Um, all right, so we made it pretty much in time here. I had one last idea to float float your way. Okay, G- give me a, give me a take on it back. Um, do you want to do some sort of pick them thing? I mean, we're basically at the beginning of the month here. We missed a few days, but do you want to pick like a, maybe pick a game every night and do kind of a, a pick them style um, prediction. And then at the end of the month, we'll kind of add them up and who knows, like maybe the loser has to do some sort of payoff in like a bet style. I like that. I think but, maybe we should refine the idea. Maybe we should open the next podcast with a laid out list of how it's going to run. Cause I really like that. We'll do like the NFL countdown sort of thing where we do our picks and then get our scores. I like that. That's fun. We should make a wager too. Make it a little fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're in on this. Um, do you just want to like preemptively pick a game? Maybe, maybe it doesn't count towards this idea, but I kind of want to just pick a game from the slate tomorrow. Okay. And then, you know, let's do it. Let's choose, try it out. Choose, choose a game. All right. Um, so here's here's what's on the docket for uh, for Wednesday night of the NBA Basketball Association: uh, Grizzlies versus Jazz at 11:30. 76ers versus Wizards at one. I don't think we should choose that. No. <laughs> Nuggets versus Spurs at one. Thunder versus Lakers at 330. Raptors versus Magic at five. And then Nets versus Celtics at six. I think Nuggets Spurs might be the best game of those. I'm with you there. I'm glad you picked the one. I, okay. I like that. Because right now with so many players missing from the Nuggets, I think that's more of a toss than any of these other games. Um, yeah. 
So do you just want to do a pick em style or do you want to go look for, for a spread? I kind of like a pick em. I mean, that feels pretty close. Nugget spurs. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, I have a feeling you're going to pick the spurs. Am I correct? I am. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Cause I was going to pick the nuggets. I think the nuggets <laughs> are going to use this as a statement game. Um, and I think Joker's going to dominate and really assert the nuggets as a contender, which they haven't looked like recently. I could 100% see that happening. I could also see my new spicy spurs, you know, taking the dub, get one step closer to that nine spot. I'm I think excited. they're going to cool off. All right. So the officially let's, let's mark that in. Let's lock those in. Nuggets spurs. Jacob like it. versus Jared. All right. <laughs> well, this is a fun one. It was brief and fun. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. So any last uh, remarks, quotes, uh, funny comments to add before we sign out? Mm. I have one thing. Wear okay. a mask, people. It benefits society, and it will keep sports in America this year. Do your part. Yes, this is not a political show. And honestly, I don't think this is a political point. I just think it's kind of the the nice thing to do for your fellow humans. Mm -hmm. Wear a mask, protect each other. Let's protect each other. Let's, let's all do our part and hopefully we'll come out of this safe and together as a country, you know, unified. So I I think that's a great point, Jake, wear your masks. It's a, it's a small, small thing you can do to help everyone around you. And as we start getting reintegrated in society, maybe it's time to remind each other, put on deodorant. It's not <laughs> April anymore. Yeah. Shower. You're not just holding up in your house with your family anymore, man. We got to <laughs> exactly. tell you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a great All right. point. Yeah. All right. So signing off for now, I'm Jared. He's Jake. Get a boo. Get a boo, Jake. All right. Peace. Peace.